Amen. You may be seated. You got this. Okay. Thank y'all. Thank you so much. A brand new year. A brand new year. How many of you in the room might need to take me down a little bit, fellas? I think I hear it. Okay. How many of you in the room have set your goals or have made New Year's resolutions? Okay. How many, that means the rest of you need to. You need, everybody needs to have some goals or something that you're working for for the coming year. Now, how many of you that have set them and know what they are have, are still keeping them so far? You're still doing them? You're still keeping up with them? Okay. Well, we're only six days in. You know, the, but here's the deal. I'm going to be talking to you today about keep a new year and fresh starts. Most people... Most people only make it to about the middle of February before they give up. Do you realize 80% of New Year's resolutions are put aside after six weeks? Isn't that hard to believe? Well, I hope and I pray that as you hear these, what I've got to share with you today, and then in light of what we're about to do this coming week uh, with our week of prayer and fasting, that it will be something that that you can carry with you, not only for next week, but for the months ahead and for the years ahead. This will be a word that will be cemented into your mind so that, that you can carry it forward from here. So if you have your Bible, turn with me uh, to the book of 1 Timothy. This was Paul writing a letter to a guy that he had uh, had an impact on. He was, he was like a son to him in the faith. And he wrote this letter to him, and we have two letters, basically, First and Second Timothy. And he was describing to Timothy what it meant to be a minister of God. But this is a practical word. This isn't just for those that are in ministry. This is a practical word for every one of us. Because, you know, when most people make their New Year's resolutions, what are some of the areas that people make resolutions with or in? I know people, some people say, well, okay, there's this habit in my life that I want to quit. As a young boy, my dad, he smoked. And, uh, and I remember the night that my mama kicked him out of the house and said, you're not smoking anymore. All I remember was when I was young was I slept in the bed with dad and my younger brother slept in the bed with my mama. Now, that's weird, I know. That's weird. Nothing crazy was going on, all right? Don't take it the wrong way, but we were young. The only thing I remember was Daddy snored. And boy, that, it's hard to sleep, particularly when you're with a sailor like he was, and the more he snored, I could not sleep, y'all. But that's the way it was. But I remembered my mama put her foot down, and she said, Virgil, you a deacon in that Baptist church, and you have got to quit smoking. Well, you know, my mama was that kind of lady. She's she likes to be bossy. There's probably no women in this church that like to be bossy, and I'm, that's okay. <laughs> but anyway, the one thing that I do know is this. She put her foot down. She put her foot down, and Daddy had to have his cigarettes. He went uptown, and he went and got them. But ended up big fight. She locked him out of the house. He couldn't get in, and I heard the banging on the door. And I was a little four or five-year-old boy, and all I knew was I wanted my daddy. And so I ended up going in there and letting him in the house. 
And I remember doing that. And, um, and I remember crying a lot. I don't know why I'm telling you all this story, but smoking was something my daddy had to give up. Now, you know what he did? He started chewing tobacco. And so from one thing to the other. And in fact, for Christmas, I went to that one store north and winder and bought him not just one pack of beech nut, but I bought him a whole case of beech nut. So it's something he uses on a daily basis. Amen. So I, I got him what he uses. You know, so your habit might be different. It might be giving up something. It might be, oh, 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 this is a good one. We're going to get our finances in order this year. <laughs> we're going to get our money situation settled. That's what we're going to do this year. That's what we're planning on. Or it could be, you know, the, the number one. You know what number one is on the list? What is it? How did y'all know? Number one is something to do with weight loss, diet. It has something to do with it. And, you know, that's why uh, we, don't, we decided to never do the week of prayer and fasting on New Year's Day anymore. Why? Because everybody gets together and eats during those times. And, and that's when you're supposed to eat your black-eyed peas and your collard greens and all of those things for t tradition's sake. So we learned to push it back. Of, uh, into the second week and so I know some of y'all have an important football game tomorrow night that you're going to be watching and that's okay too you know but I'm going to talk to you about things that we can fast from and that we can do throughout this coming week that are going to be exciting all right but here's what the verse that I'm going to give you is found in first Timothy 4 the latter part of verse 7 into verse 8 and here it is some of you probably already read it but let's go through it right now it says, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. For bodily discipline is only of little profit. But godliness is profitable for all things. Since it holds a promise for the present life and also for the life to come. Now as an athlete, and many of you have been athletes in this room, and you've had to train, discipline is just part of it. You've got to be disciplined to take care of your body, and you've got to be disciplined to get up in time to get the rest you're going to need to eat properly and to work out. But most, most people, when they set their, their goals for the year, almost all the time, not, well, I'd say the majority, not all, but the majority of time, most of those goals are physically related. Would you agree with that? When people set goals, most of those goals are physically related. Well, what we're hearing Paul tell Timothy here is, is to be mindful of something that's spiritually related. Okay? Now, you've got to be disciplined. We're about to come into a, a week of prayer and fasting. And I don't know about some of you, but uh, in this area of being disciplined, I have actually done the whole week without eating before. Now, that's a discipline. Because after, it's hard. Because you know why? Because we love to eat. And our body craves for that food. And it's amazing once you determine, I'm going to fast from food for several days, it's amazing how much food begins to enter into your mind. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like the enemy starts bombarding you with stuff. And that's why I've learned that even when I try to do that, 
I can't watch TV during that week. You know why? You know why. The commercials. And good grief. And then you don't know how many fast food restaurants are in these local towns like uh, Monroe and uh, Athens and Winder until you're fasting. Because, man, when you ride through town, you smell all the foods of all the restaurants. And don't go by Longhorns. Or, or if you work near there, you gonna, it's going to be hard if you're smelling Longhorns every day on that part. But you know what? I've learned this. It takes being disciplined. So one of the things that, that I will just give you as some uh, suggestions or recommendations for this week, because I've had a few people ask, what do you fast from? Or, or what do you fast for? The purpose of fasting in this week is for breakthroughs, but it's a godly thing. We're seeking godliness. The thing that I've got here is that in this thing, God commands us to discipline our bodies. Didn't he say it right here? Discipline yourself. Discipline yourself. But he gives us a purpose for it. But the command is given to us. God commands you and I to discipline our bodies. You know why? Because our bodies are his temple. This body is the temple of the Lord. And I've had some reconstruction done to this body over the last several months. And I've learned that I have to discipline it in different ways. And then I'm also learning as I go through this process that it's, it's getting harder. And you have to work at some things a little bit more. But it's necessary. Because just as an athlete has to discipline their body to be ready to perform. And you know what? Gene, we love to play golf, don't we? Listen, if you want to be good at golf, you've got to play a lot of golf. You've got to practice a lot of golf. You've got to be disciplined in that. And you know why Tiger Woods is the best player in the world? Or was and he's about to become again? is <laughs> because of discipline that he has in his life. But we're commanded by God to discipline our bodies, but then it's for a purpose. He says we are to discipline ourselves for the purpose of godliness. Now that's powerful. The purpose of discipline is godliness. Wow. Now, and I know I'm like you, most of the time whenever I've set my goals or whatever, there are a lot of physical things. And, and we're going to touch on that a little bit more. But, you know, godliness is the ultimate goal that we should be disciplined ourselves. Now, that's why we enter into this week of prayer and fasting. And you might say, well, well what can I do this week? What are some things that you would recommend or suggest that I do this week? I'm going to tell you, ask God first. Ask God. Because God has a specific plan for you that he wants you to do for this week. Some people uh, I've done, I have actually gone a week that I didn't eat. I've actually gone three days, and then I would start uh, fasting in different ways from there. But I'd go three days without, and then I'd pick up eating a little bit. But here's one thing I do recommend. If you try, if you're bold enough to go all seven days, don't get to the end of it next Sunday and say, okay, as soon as church is out, I'm headed down here to the Golden Corral, and I'm going through the buffet, and I'm going to eat everything they got. I recommend you don't do that, okay? Some of y'all that's done this before, you know why you don't do that, okay? Your body, after you shut it down for that long, cannot handle 
putting that much food back in it that quickly. So just, I don't want to get into TMI, all right? I don't. But here's something, and that is, um, and I love this. There's, uh, in recorded in the book of Daniel, it speaks of a fast. And Daniel fasted, and they fasted for 21 days, but it was vegetables. So some people, you can do that. You can have, if you want to do a week of that, of just vegetables. Some of you are going, all right, what's the stronghold in your life? And it's like Coca-Cola. It's something like that. Luke's sitting over there going, all right, Diddy's getting personal now. Because every time I go by the gratis store, I go get my Coke. And I get that cup of ice, and I fill it up. So when he sees the big Coca-Cola truck, he's like, Diddy, they're restocking you at the gratis store right now. But you know what? It could be that. For some, it's going to be media. Some of you, it's going to be, you have to come off Facebook for a few days or a week. And you, you will survive. You will. You know, you might not think you will for a day or two, just like eating, but you will. But whatever it is along those lines, what, the whole purpose is for godliness. The whole purpose is that I am not to focus on those things, but I am to focus on the Lord and what it is that he wants to do to make me more like him. So for some of us, it might be. And I've said this before. You know what? Don't be legalistic about your things. You know, I'm gonna, I am going to fast from TV this week. But you know what? I'm going to be watching the football game tomorrow night. Okay? You might be going, well, that's not a total TV fast. That's okay. The Lord knows I'm going to have a few hours where I'm going to watch the game, then I'm done. I'm done the rest of the week. You see, you don't have it's the purpose. What's the purpose is the key. And, that, and it's to make you more like the Lord. Here's the key thing you might want to do, and that is you might want to journal through the week. You might want to get some uh, books that you've been wanting to read that are, that are going to help you in your Christian walk. You've been thinking about it or whatever. But the, the main place to start is with the Bible and carving out that time that you can have with God each day and spend time talking to him, but more importantly, listening for him. Because I sent out the email, all prayer is communication between us and God the Father in all communication involves both talking and listening. The problem that I've had in my past is I tend to talk to God without listening to God. And, and it's huge. It's, it's necessary that you do that. And I, I, in fact, encourage you, ask God some questions and then be still and listen. He'll give you some answers. He'll speak to you through the Spirit. And, uh, and that's a powerful thing. So we are to discipline ourselves for the purpose, y'all, of godliness. Now, here's my next point. God reminds us that bodily, bodily discipline is good, but it's not worth much. You see? He says in this text right here, he says, body discipline is only of little profit. Now, it's good. Your, your body's a temple. You should work it out, you know. I've, uh, now that I've gotten through a few surgeries and I'm, I'm able to, to get back to doing some working out, uh, it's important 
you men, if you, you don't have to live heavy weights. It's not about going to the gym and trying to, to show everybody else that you're the strongest one in the gym. It's not about that. It's, it's about routine. It's about exercise. And so that's something that you start slow, start small. And that's another key that I would say. Most people set such big expectations that they don't, get, they don't ever finish it because they, they try to do too much too quick. So I know I got on my, in my weights, I start working out three, three mornings a week, you know, just a few minutes, but just working out because that's what the doctor told me last time. He said, you got to hit the gym. Okay, well, I don't go to a gym, but I have something in my basement that I can do. So I'm disciplining myself to go put in just a little bit of time, not, not a whole lot, but I can tell you it's going to be profitable some, a little. But it's not going to be great, okay? You're not, I'm not planning on uh, entering the Mr. Universe contest, okay? Anybody, have you ever met those people that work out so much that every time th that they walk by a mirror, they got to look in it? Have you ever seen those people? Do you live with one of those people? Okay. Hey, when, I, when we were younger, you know, the older you get, you don't want to look at the mirror when you go by it. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Or you look in there and go, who is that person? I used to recognize them. But, hey, listen, that's, that's something. But we discipline our bodies for the purpose of that. It's little profit, but it ain't worth much. But what, what is important then to God? What does he really want us to do? And it gets to this one. God reminds us that godly discipline is best because it is profitable for what things? All things. Godly discipline is profitable for all things. Wow. How many people are missing out on that? Just think about it. We get up, we go through our routines. We, we get up, we go through that routine. We go out the door, we enter the world, and we haven't even had a godly thought that whole morning. Hmm. I can tell you, God's speaking to my heart saying, what's most important is for me to get this. I've got to work out here because when I do that working out, whether it's my time with you, talking to you, whether it's praying, whether it's spending time in your word, whether it's journaling, whether it's calling somebody or ministering to somebody, that is what I've got to work with here. Because soon as soon as I work this out, then this begins to work out. You hear what I'm saying? The reason that most relationship problems are out there is because this is not worked out. Because when, when we get right with God, then we can help our fellow man. But usually if we're not right here, we'll be selfish. And so whenever we get in this stuff with others, we want to fight for our rights and ourselves instead of putting them under the cross of Christ. And... And those are the things that I, I know will challenge you in this week. But they're necessary. You know, you can't, 
you can't read the whole Bible in one day, can you? It's not possible. But you can go through the Word throughout a year or two. I know some guys that go through it in three months. I had one pastor friend, he, he read three different translations. Um, he took four months to read each one, but he read through three different translations of the Bible in one year. Well, you, you, I know what you're thinking. Well, he's a pastor. He, he doesn't work much, and he got time. He got time. We know you only work on Sunday. He got time to do that. Listen, the time that I spend, I want you all to know this. The time that I spend with me and God in his word is not sermon time. That is, that's later. That's when I hit my nine to five time, okay? But the earlier times, that's me and him. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. That is where it is sweet and it's precious. And that's where you grow. But godliness, just like that bodybuilder that works out or that football player, and you, you've seen them and you see them all over TV right now, and boy, they're ripped. They got the muscles. But it didn't just happen overnight. They hit the gym and they disciplined themselves and they ate right. They did what was necessary. And then you see the end result. But what is needed in this world for the world to see is for Christians that are disciplining themselves in godliness. Because I think far more impressive than a human physique that is just the abs cut and the muscles and everything is all there and the girls just go, and they go, what do they call it? Uh, a man crush. That's what it's called. A man crush. The, the dude on, uh, what's the movie out now? I'm, I'm having a blank. It's uh, Aquaman. Aquaman. I was in that movie. These old women are just swooning over this dude, okay? Well, they're just going crazy. It's embarrassing. But anyway, they do that. But that is a body that's been worked out. It's temporary, and it's of little profit. But what is God looking at? God's looking at that one who's walking with him, the one who's spending time with him, the one who is saying in this week of prayer and fasting, it's not what I have to give up. It's what I get to experience. Because I'm going to say to you this week, God, you are more important to me than this. And whatever that this is, that's where you and God have to work it out this week. Okay? But you'll know. You know. Now, some of you are going, please don't let that this be coffee. Because I cannot survive without that. Whatever it is, You'll know. But that's between you and the Lord, okay? And so, some of us is sugar. And I've come to find out how addictive that stuff is. It's very addictive. Particularly when your mama makes that caramel pie or that caramel cake and that coconut cake. I, I, asked, I, I made the mistake of asking her how much sugar she put in them. And I was went, no Lord, I, no wonder I like them so much. 
because of how much was put into that, that beautiful piece that we call a cake. But anyway, whatever it is that God is speaking, what is God desiring for you and me? The purpose is what? Godliness. It's profitable for what? All things. And then finally, it's not only good for now, it's good forever. Now that speaks to me. And that's the word that the Lord wanted you to hear the first Sunday of 2019. It is, the purpose is godliness. It's profitable for all things. And it's not only good for now, it's good forever. Amen? That's what he wants us to do. So yeah, let's work out. Man, let's hit the gym. Let's do what we're supposed to do physically. But let, don't let 80% you do be physical and 20% you do be spiritual. When I've learned now that the key is godliness, heck, I'm going to pour more time into that because it's more profitable. It's profitable for all things, not some things, all things. But the other physical part is just profitable for a little, but not much. Y'all with me? Okay. I'm excited about this year. I really am. We're going to see God do some awesome things. Talking to Matt, boy, he's telling me about you, Stacy, and the timeline being up. We got babies coming. Boy, it's going to be so exciting this year. And I, I'm, I'm fired up about that. And then we're going to probably see some dirt moving out there on Perry Smith Road. And I'm excited about that. But what I'm most excited about, more than property or buildings, is you. Is you. And, and what God wants to do in you that's going to make it by the end of next year, the first of 2020, when people look at you, they go, you know what? That is a godly man. They look at you and they go, that is a godly woman. She's walking through that school and you can see God all over her. That person walks in Chick-fil-A, and they go, whew, that's a godly lady. Or how can I pray? How do you know you see it on them? That's what I'm praying for you. And even as Grandma walked in, I told old Anthony in the office in there, Grandma walked into church this morning, and I said, there comes a godly woman. And I said, you better get up off that chair and go greet her. And he did. He came out and he got one of them grandma kisses, okay? And you, if, you, if you hadn't greeted grandma, she's going to kiss you. Amen. She's gonna, she believes what the Bible says, greet one another with a holy kiss. It's in the word. It's in the word. She just bought into it. Amen. Amen. All right. Are you excited about 2019? It started rough. The dogs lost. The dogs lost. And they didn't even show up. It started rough. But I've got my brothers in the room for tomorrow night, and I'm going to be pulling. It's hard to pull for both of them. But you know what? Tomorrow, the country will focus in on a ball game, and it'll be temporary. 
But those boys have worked hard to get to that moment. Those coaches have worked hard, and they have disciplined themselves in a way that has put them in a moment that they get to do something in a powerful way. The whole world of the United States will be watching. That's discipline. Let's be a church that down the road people will be looking at the lives in this room and they'd be going, you know what? That's godliness. That's godliness. That's godliness. They're walking with God. Let's pray.